You are listening to Star Wars, The Saga Continues. Your hosts, Kyle Avery and Tim Jirachi, are scouring the holonet for news and bringing you all the latest updates on the future of the Star Wars universe. And the future is bright indeed, so we invite you to join us on this exciting journey as the saga continues. Always in motion is the future. This is just the beginning. You'll find out full of surprises. It's not over yet. No. There is another. Hello again, Star Wars fans. You're listening to another episode of Star Wars The Saga Continues, where we bring you all the latest news, updates, rumors, etc. on Star Wars Episodes 7, 8, and 9, and beyond. I'm your host, Kyle, and again, I've got my co-host, Tim, with me. How you doing, Tim? Doing good. Glad to be talking about more rumors and stories for Episode 7, when it's only a week after we got the big news, so it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, did you expect that a week after the big news about Lucasfilm and Disney and the new movies and stuff that we'd be having this much more to discuss. No, not at all. I mean, it's like nothing like official analysis, but still like the, the fun of the excitement and anticipating the movies already starting with these like rumors and possible storylines, quotes from different people about what we might see. So yeah, it's been great. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, yeah, like you said, there have been a lot of it's just rumors, uh, nothing quite official yet, but still definitely some, some rumors worth reporting on uh, and some interesting developments and stuff that we wanted to cover and talk about. So uh, why don't we go ahead and get right into it with uh, probably the biggest rumor of the week that we heard about which is that uh, Harrison Ford might be open to the idea of coming back and playing Han Solo again in this new trilogy of movies. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people expected him to not want anything to do with it. He kind of has a reputation of uh, just sort of distancing himself from Star Wars and thinking, yeah, I did it, it was fun, whatever, but I'm past it now. And he doesn't go to the conventions and get involved with the fans like Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher and a lot of the other actors do. And so, um, I mean, I don't know about you, Tim, but I definitely was uh, not necessarily expecting, especially this early, I wasn't expecting him to be like, yeah, I might do that. Yeah, same here. I mean, even on our first episode, I mentioned that he's probably the only actor from the original trilogy that I I don't expect to come back for seven, eight, or nine. So right. it definitely caught me by surprise. But, I mean, the person who posted it was posted on uh, Entertainment Weekly and uh, by uh, Jeff Butcher, who, who that's a really, pretty good reliable sources. So, because um, I know back in 2010, I was fortunate enough to attend the Special Empire Strikes Back 30th anniversary screening where Harrison oh, nice. did a Q&A. Yeah, it was really cool. And Jeff Butcher was actually the moderator for that, where he was talking with Harrison Ford. So I think it's on pretty good sources that he's saying this, because I don't think he would say anything that he wouldn't trust, since he has kind of a reputation of being involved with these type of like celebrities or people in the movie industry. So I don't think he'd want to ruin his reputation by posting something that he didn't believe was a possible uh, story that's true. So right, right. kind of got well, excited about that. Yeah, and again... Obviously, at this point, it's still rumors. Um, you know, Disney hasn't said, hey, guys, Harrison Ford's going to be in the new Star Wars movie. 
but just the fact that he might be open to it is definitely an interesting development. Uh, there have been a lot of rumors swirling around about, you know, what the story might possibly be, possibly be about as well, and a lot of people are saying that it's going to continue from 4, 5, and 6, and that it's going to have the same characters as the original trilogy, and it's going to focus on Luke, and that Han and Leia and Chewie and everybody are going to be back too. And, of course, I was thinking the biggest hurdle for that is, well, you know, are you going to cast the same actors? Are you going to get new actors? Um, and, you know, if you get Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher back, well, how are you going to get Harrison Ford? Um, not that I thought there was, like, no chance that he would do it, but I just thought he would be the hardest one to convince. And so the fact that this early on he's saying that he might uh, might be back on board for it is definitely good news for original trilogy fans that are hoping to see Han Solo again. Um, I, I would say I maybe did have a little bit of an idea that this was possible because, like you said, uh, you were at that screening when he was there and did the Q&A and sort of was promoting, like, the 30th anniversary of it. And I know he's been sort of distanced from Star Wars over the years, but a lot of, I've talked to a lot of Star Wars fans who are like, oh, he's never going to do anything with it again, and he absolutely yeah. hates it. And it seems to me like, okay, maybe he doesn't hate it that much, you know, it's, it, he definitely isn't as involved in it as everybody else, and he doesn't uh, like to promote it and sort of talk about being a part of it and everything, just because he's gone on and done so much other stuff in his career, but... I don't think he has like a personal hatred of Star Wars or George Lucas or anything. So I think sometimes people play it up bigger than it is. And, um, you know, it, it certainly would be nice to see him again. And yeah, it doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility. So I definitely thought this was a interesting tidbit to come out this past week. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I don't think he hates Star Wars at all. I don't think he's like, thinks Han Solo is his greatest role ever. But, uh, the fact that, um, I just think his problem is that he doesn't fully comprehend why it's such a big phenomenon that it was. He kind of mentioned that in that Q&A, where, like, he's happy to do it. He's thankful to George Lucas for pretty much giving him his career, really. But I just don't think he fully understands the whole phenomenon of Star Wars. Like, he just doesn't get it to him. But it's not like he has that hatred for it, like you said. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, who does understand completely the whole phenomena of Star Wars? I mean, it's it's so huge and global and, you know, was wildly popular, especially when it first came out. I don't think anybody really understood it. Um, even at Phoenix Comic Con here in Arizona a couple of years ago, I went to a panel where Billy D. Williams was talking, and I got up and asked him a question, and I basically just said, you know, even after the success of the first Star Wars movie, when it was so huge and popular, when you went in to be Lando for Empire Strikes Back, like, at that point, everybody kind of knew how big and popular it was, but did you have any idea that you'd still be here, you know, 30 years later talking about it, and that people would still be coming to conventions dressed up as Star Wars characters and all that? And he was like, no, of course not. Nobody knew it was going to be that big. So, yeah, you're talking about Harrison Ford not really comprehending it. I don't think anybody really does, but some of the other actors have just sort of embraced it more than he has, um, just in terms of, you know, they're like, I don't get why people like it so much, but they want my autograph, sure, I'll show up and take some pictures and enjoy it. Yeah, I think the only actor who kind of predicted it would be something special was Mark Hamill, because I remember he always said, oh, this is going to be amazing, it's going to be like a, even if it's not a big hit, it'll be like a cult hit, and have a cult following. He was, I think, the only one who kind of suspected he was doing something special. 
Yeah. But, uh, man, that would have been so cool to be a part of back in the day, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's that's our first uh, news bit of the week with Harrison Ford. And, um, like I said, this opens up some big new possibilities, because if you can get the whole cast of the original trilogy back, I mean, how cool would that be? Um, but you at know, the same time... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, like, that'd be so cool if we do see them all, even if it's they're not the main focus of the new movie or the new chili, just the fact to see them all together again, even if it's for a short amount of time, I think would be worth it. Right, right. Yeah, I, I don't think they will be the focus of the new movies. Yeah. Um, that's probably not what I would prefer to see, especially when you've got, you know, you're going to have a new writer and a new director and, you know, better special effects than you ever had in the original trilogy and stuff like that. It'd definitely be nice to see some new characters and some new storylines, but I mean, to get some scenes with Han and Luke and Leia all together again would be really special, too. Yeah, definitely. One interesting thing, though, that um, was in that article about Harrison Ford, that um, the quote was that um, Harrison Ford is open to the idea of being Han Solo back to life on the silver screen, but don't be surprised if his contract includes a mandatory death scene, (laughs) (laughs) which may be interesting, which kind of what I was thinking of, was that the only way to get him back was if they say he's going to die. Maybe he'd have, like, that big death I I was talking about where each first part of a new trilogy had a big death for the character, so maybe he would be that character in this new one. Yeah, possibly. Um, because he did kind of famously uh, want Han Solo to die at the end of Empire Strikes Back uh, yeah. when they froze him in Carbonite. He was like, hey, you should just kill him off, because I don't think this guy has that much of an interesting story arc. Yeah. Would, you know, add some depth and sort of heaviness to the story and all that. But Jedi, too, he wanted to be killed in that one. Yeah. So, yeah, that'd be interesting to see. I, I don't know that that would add as much depth to the story at this point, now that all those characters are kind of old, and especially if everybody's expecting Harrison Ford to want Han Solo to get killed off. But Yeah, and I hope it's not something that they just shoehorn in there just to get him in the movie. Yeah. I hope it's something that's all part of George's overall plan for this new trilogy. Yeah. Oh, I think if they do get him in there and they kill him off, that it would. I, I think it'll definitely be an impactful death. Um, just because, you know, they're not going to bring him in just for a cameo or something and have him get shot by a stormtrooper and the story goes <laughs> on, you know. Uh, that that wouldn't even be worth it because it's just going to piss the fans off. But, um, yeah, I mean, who knows? Again, at this point, it's all rumor, it's all speculation, but it's kind of nice to know that we possibly may see Han Solo back again. Yeah, you're right. Just the idea of that <laughs> gets you excited. Yeah, yeah, just, we'll see. Um, and speaking of rumors and speculation, we've also got a lot of stuff that came out this week about uh, possible directors and uh, kind of some talk about possible storylines for the film, too. A lot of people are saying now that it's definitely going to be an original story. It's not going to be based on, you know, Shadows. Well, Shadows of the Empire was in between 4, 5, and 6, so it wouldn't be that anyways. But it's not going to be based on the Thrawn trilogy or any of the other uh, EU books that take place after Episode 6. Um, some people are saying that Lucasfilm's been bringing in writers to pitch original ideas. Other people are saying that it's going to be based off of story treatments that George Lucas wrote for episodes uh, 7, 8, and 9. And I've also heard, too, that uh, George actually wrote treatments not just for 9 movies, but for 12. And that 7, 8, and 9 were supposed to focus on Han, Luke, and Leia sort of right after or a little bit after Return of the Jedi, so they would have been, like, in their 30s and 40s, but obviously those actors are older than that now, so they might be 
kind of combining the stories of 7, 8, and 9, and 10, 11, 12, and sort of bringing some of those elements together and, um, you know, using those same characters again, but setting it in a later time period or whatever. I mean, there's just so much stuff flying around. But it's definitely interesting to see, you know, what the prospect of, uh, yeah, a totally new storyline would be. Um, and I think we talked about this in our last episode about sort of the, the continuity of the EU post Return of the Jedi and how it would yeah. affect that and fan reaction to that and all that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, there just continue to be more rumors about storylines and there have also actually been this week, uh, some rumors about possible directors for the film. Um, Collider.com has an article where they say, uh, that one rumor going around is that uh, Matthew Vaughn might direct the film. He did X-Men First Class and Kick-Ass and some other uh, films before that. But those have kind of been his two big uh, claims to fame lately. Yeah, and I know the thing that kind of sparked this was that he just dropped out of X-Men uh, First Class 2. Yeah. Kind of yeah. kind of out of the blue, really. So the, the kind of speculation was that he dropped out of it because he got offered the Star Wars gig and that was a, that's a good enough reason to back out of that movie. So I think that's kind of what prompted this rumor of Matthew Vaughn. Right. And I actually just read another article on, uh, I believe it was IGN, where I think it was Mark Millar, who is a comic book artist, um, said that Matthew Vaughn actually dropped out of X-Men First Class, or the sequel to X-Men First Class, because he's working on another one of Mark Millar's comic films. And so I don't know how much credibility that there is to that rumor that he might be directing Star Wars, but then over at this other website called MarketSaw, um, they have a whole list of possible directors and they say they've got, you know, sources at Lucasfilm and that some of the directors in the running are Steven Spielberg, uh, Neil Blomkamp, who did District 9, Alfonso Cuaron, who did uh, Children of Men and the third Harry Potter film. Uh, they also list Matthew Vaughn on the list, also Darren Aronofsky and Joss Whedon. So, again, a bunch of names being thrown around here at this point. Who knows? But it's definitely interesting to, uh, you know, just think about what all these different guys could bring to Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, do you personally have any particular director that you would like to see? Or are you just kind of waiting to see what happens in the future? You know, I kind of have a wish list, but I know none of the guys that I would pick are going to do it because they're, or pr they probably wouldn't do it. I mean, maybe they're such big Star Wars fans that they would just turn on a dime and drop whatever they're already doing. But, um, I mean, some of my top picks would be guys like Joss Whedon, uh, James Cameron, Peter Jackson, um, J.J. Abrams, um, and maybe even Steven Spielberg, but these guys, like, James Cameron has already said, you know, he wants to do sequels to his Avatar film, J.J. Uh, Abrams is doing Star Trek, Joss Whedon's doing The Avengers, Peter Jackson's doing The Hobbit, so, I mean, all these guys that I would like to see do it who have done big, epic genre films that I think could translate well to Star Wars, they're already sort of entrenched in their own franchises and want to keep going forward with those. Um, so... I mean, if one of those guys could work out, that would be great. But, uh, who, you know, the people at Disney and Lucasfilm who are going to ultimately choose a director who they think is the best choice for this, I'd be interesting to, or I'd be interested to see them pick somebody out of the blue too that I wouldn't expect that could maybe uh, put an interesting spin on it or, you know, just do a really good job with the story. 
Yeah, one thing that's interesting, one of the quotes that Lucas made, Lucas in that video that StarWars.com put out, was that he said he wants, he's looking forward to passing Star Wars on to a new generation of filmmakers. So it could be like some of the people like Spielberg or Cameron, some of the older ones, or might be ones that won't tackle it since he wants to give these new directors and filmmakers a chance to have their shot at doing Star Wars. So that'll be interesting to see if he's going to go more of like the unknown route or like some established directors, but not necessarily really kind of like maybe like a J.J. Abrams or something. Yeah. As like famous they would get to do it, but. Um, yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, I can I can definitely see, uh, yeah, Spielberg or uh, James Cameron maybe being too old since they're sort of in the in the same generation of filmmakers. I guess you could say as Lucas. Um, so if he's looking to pass it off to the next generation, then yeah, maybe it will be a new director. But at the same time, I kind of hope it's not some new, unproven, you know, independent filmmaker. I mean, that could work out, but I think it would be interesting to see you know, one of these new up-and-coming directors that's starting to make a name with, you know, these big action movies and um, guys like Matthew Vaughn or even somebody a little bit older, like maybe Joss Whedon or J.J. Uh, Abrams, maybe see what they could do with it. Yeah, and for me, I, I know probably not for Episode 7, but maybe 8 or 9, I would like to see Dave Filoni go and crack at directing live action. Now, I'm not someone who knows how big of a jump or learning curve would be doing an animated show to an actual live action film. But just the fact that he's been around Lucas so long, and he's pretty much like his heir apparent in some of the franchise, and he would he gets Star Wars almost as much as Lucas does. So I'd love to see him tackle doing a live action Star Wars film because he'd seem at least knowledge wise and familiar with the universe and the characters, the best person for the job, definitely. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, and like you said, I don't know about maybe Episode Seven, but I mean, it kind of depends on how long the Clone Wars yeah, goes exactly. too. So maybe by but, nine, the series might be done and he can get a shot at it. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, but, I mean, it kind of also seems like they're dividing it up a little bit, too. Like, George Lucas isn't controlling everything now, and uh, people sort of have their own little facets, I guess, of how they're contributing to Star Wars. I mean, there'll be, obviously, a new director for the films, and that'll sort of be their area to oversee. And Dave Filoni's got the Clone Wars, so... Um, I mean, I think it would be interesting to see him direct a film, but yeah, I'm not sort of hoping that he just jumps right from right from Clone Wars to the movies because I think I, I mean I don't know if he, he would even like to. Maybe he would just be happy to leave yeah. his legacy sort of at yeah having made the Clone Wars and made this really awesome Star Wars animated show. On the other hand, I would like to see him get a chance at some point, uh, just because, like you said, I think it'd be interesting to see how you translate that from animation to uh, live action, and also, like you say, he is someone who's just worked with Lucas for a long time and is obviously a huge Star Wars fan and uh, sort of knows the fans and the fan base in the EU and all the culture of it and knows a lot about the stories as well. So uh, I think, I, I don't know how well he would do directing live action film as far as you know, how that's different from animation, but I think he's definitely proven he could tell good Star Wars stories. So, yeah, I mean, that's another interesting possibility. Or maybe even Disney has plans after this trilogy to do some type of animated Star Wars feature film. Oh, see, if that were the case, then I would definitely want Dave Filoni yeah. to direct it. But I was also going to say, um, I'm not sure if we covered this last week or not, just because there have been so many rumors swirling around, but I read one thing somewhere that they were saying Disney might take uh, a similar approach to Star Wars like they did with the Avengers, where they have 
you know, the main trilogy, the episodes seven, eight, and nine, where it's sort of a big overall story, and then maybe branch out and do uh, not just like an animated show or something, but actual feature films that focus on specific characters or maybe smaller side stories or something like that. And so, I mean, that would be cool to see Dave Filoni do that as well. Uh, you know, maybe have somebody else direct the big trilogy and uh, maybe let him take a crack at directing live action, put him in charge of, I don't know, a Boba Fett movie or something like that. Yeah. Or knowing him, it would probably be more like the resurrection of Plo Koon. Or <laughs> there you go. How Plo Koon survived Order 66. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or, or, heck, maybe he make a movie about adult Ahsoka if she survives Order 66. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about that last time. Just who, who knows of who we might see from the Clone Wars, like Ahsoka or Rex, show up in a live-action series. Yeah. Or a live-action movie, I should say. That could spin yeah. off something. Yeah, I mean, that would be interesting to see, too, if they do more spin-off series or if they do any spin-off movies or anything like that. Would they keep it in the same time period of Episode 7, 8, 9 because that's where they're going to be sort of primarily focused or would they go back and do stuff in, you know, maybe expand on the Clone Wars or in between Episodes 3 and 4 or go back to the Old Republic or whatever. I mean, so many possibilities yep. at this point. So... uh Let's see, there's another rumor, though, that we've got that Disney, after buying Lucasfilm, is now possibly looking at buying Hasbro as well. Um, this was reported on MTV.com, also on an MSN site. And, uh, I mean, what do you think about this? This would be another huge addition for Disney if they did pull this off. Yeah, and I think it would make perfect sense to them, too, after acquiring Lucasfilm to have control of the Star Wars acting figures, too. I mean, why not? This has them another big part of the market, I guess, for them to control. And it, I think it would be kind of a perfect fit, just like Lucasfilm was, Marvel, all that, have every all those toy lines under one uh, toy company, really. Yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, like you said, it makes a lot of sense. It's also a little bit scary to think about, just because a Disney bot has grow it would kind of be at that point, like, okay, what doesn't Disney own in the entertainment yeah. industry? Because if you think about it, I mean, Hasbro doesn't just make Star Wars toys and make toys for a lot of other, you know, popular movies and stuff like that. But they also have their own brands that they've created with, like, G.I. Joe and Transformers. And, I mean, you think about the Transformers movies, those started with the toys and then went to... Yeah, they made films based off of that, and of course they've got all the animated series and stuff, and those have made huge amounts of money, and so Disney would acquire all of that if they just bought this one toy company. Um, although, I was telling you this before we started recording, it might not be such a bad thing, because I would like to see Disney make a new Transformers movie and uh, put somebody better than Michael Bay in charge of it. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I mean... That, that's just sort of hard to wrap your head around. It's like you would walk down the toy aisle at Target and just see Disney on everything. Yeah, I mean, if they're buying everything, I would want them to buy a Warner Brothers or DC Comics so they can have all my favorite franchises under one roof. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get them all together, have one big epic superhero Star Wars crossover. <laughs> <laughs> well, heck, they've already got Marvel. So exactly. DC under the same roof. They could, you know, break down those DC versus Marvel barriers and you know, let's let's throw Batman in with the Avengers. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be crazy. But yeah, I mean, if that did go down, that would be huge, um, just for you know entertainment and toys and 
I mean, Disney's already getting bigger and bigger with the acquisition of Marvel and Lucasfilm, so I don't know if this Hasbro thing is going to go down, but if they do, you know, their competition better watch out. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, all right, so let's see, what do we have next? Oh, this is something we touched on last week, but there was uh, another article in The Hollywood Reporter talking about the Clone Wars and how their contract with Warner Brothers and with Cartoon Network is up at the end of this season and that they pretty much renewed their contract every season after every you know season of the Clone Wars. They've renewed it for another season. But at this point, with Lucasfilm being owned by Disney, that probably won't happen at the end of this year and they'll probably uh, end up moving Clone Wars to Disney XD. Yeah, I mean, we all kind of knew this was going to happen eventually, but the fact that we just found out that how the contract works with Cartoon Network just being on a year-by-year basis, now it kind of makes you think that, oh, this could be, season five could actually be the last season of Clone Wars to air on Cartoon Network. Because if their contract's up, you know Disney's not going to want to have the show running on their biggest competitor, <laughs> probably as far as oh, yeah. the animation channel. So that's nothing official yet, but we'll see. But I think more than likely we'll probably see it on Disney XD or something next year. Yeah, I think we probably won't hear anything completely official about it until closer to the end of the season just yeah. because you know, they usually don't worry about that stuff with contract renewals and stuff like that anyways. I mean, you know, usually we don't even hear till over the summer Cartoon Network say that there's officially going to be a season six, even though we already pretty exactly. much know there is going to be one. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, like I said, we talked about this last week. We pretty much already knew. Um, I mean, I was feeling like the end of season five would be a good stopping point anyways to go ahead and move it to Disney if they were going to do that. So now just reading about these contract talks and the fact that, you know, they have to renew the contract at the end of every season, it's like, well, that sounds like it pretty much seals the deal to me that, uh, you know, why is Disney going to want to go ahead and renew the contract of Clone Wars on a network that's sort of competing with them. So, yeah, I just most likely we'll be seeing uh Clone Wars on Disney XD in another year or so, but I just hope they kind of leave the show to Lucasfilm Animation, Dave Filoni, and hopefully they don't have to like tame it down or anything because it's on the, the channel that's probably more of a younger audience than I would say Cartoon Network for some of the shows they put on there. Yeah, I would hope so. Um, I mean, we'll see how that goes. It, it is kind of hard to see some of the darker stuff on Clone Wars being on a Disney channel. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, back when the Clone Wars series first started, if you had told me that in four years we'd be watching Ahsoka decapitate four Mandalorians at once <laughs> or, yeah. um, I don't know, Darth Maul beheading, you know, civilians or whatever else, you know, all the dark stuff we've seen on that show, Anakin torturing prisoners and force choking them and stuff like that, um, you know, I wouldn't have thought that they'd allow us to see that on Cartoon Network, but uh, I think... I think the success of the show kind of speaks for itself. And so maybe Disney will be a little bit more lenient with it where, you know, they were like, if this was starting up as a new show, then, yeah, we might have to tame it down. But because it's already been running for a few years and because it's been so successful and, uh, you know, it's kind of established itself as a good show with a good viewer base and people are okay with some of this darker stuff that they have in it that, you know, maybe we'll let them keep doing that on the Disney XD channel. Yeah, I think that's more than likely what will happen. Plus, when they acquire companies like we talked about, they pretty much leave them alone. But just that thought, it's in the back of your head a little bit when you find out, like, it may be moving to another network. That thought just creeps in your head for a little bit. Like, what if they actually do that? 
Right. Well, and also the Disney XD channel, I mean, it's targeted sort of more at boys a little bit older than maybe your typical, like, Saturday morning cartoons. I mean, they've got yeah. a lot of, they, they've already got a lot of Marvel stuff going on there. Like, they're starting a new Avengers series. And uh, I haven't really watched the Avengers Earth Mighty, Earth's Mightiest Heroes or anything like that. Yeah. And I've so I, I don't know. Yeah, I've actually watched oh, that series. I watched. I actually do watch the Avengers as Mighty Heroes and the Ultimate Spider-Man, and like the content on that's nowhere near as what song, what Clone Wars does. So that's why it kind okay. of makes you think if they would tame it down a little bit just to kind of fit that, because I think those two shows are probably the most violent shows they have on there, which isn't even that violent, but it's but it's okay. nothing yeah, that was... would like tone like the story content at all because there's still some good stories in there. Just the action, I guess, that you see on there is not the same as okay. you see on Clone Wars. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and I was just going to say, I don't know where the other Disney shows are at as far as, like, the action and the violence and stuff like that. But this definitely, I, I think it would be a better fit on Disney XD than if you just put it on, you know, the regular Disney channel so it's not going to yeah. be coming on, like, after Hannah Montana or whatever. Exactly. Um, I don't even know what's on Disney Channel nowadays. But uh, also, I mean, I kind of would like to see them move it back to Friday nights if they did do that. Same here, yep. Especially I mean, with if they're going to keep doing the darker and more action-packed stories and stuff. That just, to me, seems more of a good fit for something you'd watch at night at the end of the week rather than, you know, jump up and watch it on Saturday morning. Yeah, for me, I just hate watch. I don't like watching stuff like that in the daytime. <laughs> it's like, you get more of a cinematic feel when you watch it at night. Yeah, on Saturday yeah, morning, you just have to wait till the day ends so you can watch it. So I yeah. definitely hope it goes back to Friday night. Yeah, and I also usually, like, I'm not even up when it first comes on, and I've got it recorded on my DVR, and I just sort of, yeah, at some point in the day, I'm like, oh, right, there's a new episode of Clone Wars i got to watch, whereas when it comes on Friday nights, I'm looking forward to it all day, and I come home from school and, you know, sit down and get a pizza or something, and, uh, you know, sort of a nice end of the week, but yep. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, aside from that, that's pretty much all the... Oh, we do have one other uh, piece of news related to the deal that went down last week. I think this came out sort of right after we recorded our last episode. Um, and Tim and I have been joking about this. We were saying, like, watch, we're going to record a new episode, put it out, and then there's going to be some new big announcement. Yep. <laughs> of course, um, that's what Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this wasn't anything you know, huge or, you know, you know, official announcement about the movies or anything. But uh, just this article from The Hollywood Reporter saying that George Lucas is planning to use uh, most of the $4 billion from the Disney sale to go towards his education fund um, and just fund, you know, schools and scholarships and stuff like that. And so for anyone that thinks that, you know, George Lucas is just a sellout and he made this deal just for the money and is, you know, some greedy, horrible person, well, there you go. You can go eat your words and... I don't know. Yeah. It's obviously a pretty noble thing for him to do. Yeah, like you said, I mean, it's just good to hear that it is going to a, a good charity. At the same time, too, it's more like, yeah, that's for all those people who say Lucas is nothing but a greedy guy who's just all in it for the money, doesn't care about anything but himself. Just like, like you said, now they can eat their words because he's done this a few times with some uh, deals that went down where he does his money to charity. So, yeah, it's really cool to hear. I love when I hear stories about that for George Lucas. <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely. It's like all the haters out there. It's like, I hope you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's definitely cool to see. Uh, speaking of which, there was another 
sort of small bit of news. This was just like some paparazzi video where they found Samuel Jackson like walking out of a grocery store and they asked him what he thought about the deal with Lucas and Disney and Samuel Jackson was like, oh, he got cheated. He should have got more. And they're like, are you serious? He got $4 billion. That's a lot of money. And he's like, yeah, not for some people. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and obviously $4 billion isn't as much to George Lucas as it would be to you or me because he already has a lot of money. Yeah. But, Again, it's it's nice to see that he's not in it just for the money and that he's going to do some good stuff with it and not just keep it all for himself. Really, you can't put a price tag on Star Wars. It's just priceless. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, because, I mean, it kind of all depends on what Disney does with it, too. Yep. Like, if they give him $4 billion for it and then it just goes downhill after that, well, maybe he got the best of it. Or if they turn it into some huge global brand even more so than it was before and make it really successful, then maybe we'll feel like, oh, maybe George should have gotten a little bit more for it. But, you know, it doesn't re- doesn't really matter as long as he's happy with it and, you know, both sides feel like they got a good, uh, good side of the deal, I guess. And, you know, obviously, like we said, George didn't do it just to try to get a bunch of money. He's, you know, looking to do some good stuff with it, so... Yeah, I definitely I think, think he doesn't feel he's got cheated, so that's the important thing. Yeah, it's yeah, happy, right. the important thing. Yeah, so Samuel L. Jackson can say whatever he wants, but um, I think, yeah, so far it seems like the deal should work out pretty well for both sides. Fingers crossed. We won't know until Episode 7 comes out, and yeah. hopefully is really good, but we'll see. Yeah, and uh, other than that, that's pretty much all the big news. Uh, there have been a few other articles just with different people chiming in with their thoughts. Um, we've got more thoughts from George Lucas, Mark Hamill, um, Dave Filoni, Carrie Fisher, Timothy Zahn, uh, Jeremy Bullock, all this kind of stuff. Just a lot of people over the past week kind of reacting to this big news. Um, but there was something interesting in the Dave Filoni article, Tim. You want to go ahead and uh, cover that one? Yeah, pretty much he just posted on the official Star Wars blog today, pretty much saying how Star Wars is in good hands, and he's how he's worked with Disney before and some other shows. But the interesting part about it is how it ends, where he says, um, for your fans of the Clone Wars, don't worry, we have many stories left to tell, and any, every one of them came directly from George himself, right down to the last one where that thing with Ahsoka happens. (laughs) So with saying that, it sounds like Ahsoka's fate is pretty much set for the series. I mean, before they always used to say, yeah, we've been talking about certain ideas we would do regarding Ahsoka, but now it's like between him and George, it's all set and done, and we just have to wait to see it play out. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yep. They know they're just not telling us. That actually, uh, (laughs) that came up at Celebration 6, too. Um... I think it was at one of the Clone Wars panels, or it might have been at the Q&A discussion after we got to see the Season 5 premiere, Dave Filoni was on stage, and I was thinking the same thing that you just said, that normally whenever somebody asks about it, they'll just say, oh, we've been thinking about it, you know, we still got some possibilities in mind, we're taking it seriously, blah, blah, blah. But they, you know, keep sounding like they hadn't really settled on it. And he said something while he was up there on stage. Maybe he said to Ashley Eckstein, you know, don't tell them what's going to happen to Ahsoka. Or he's like, nobody asked what's going to happen to Ahsoka because I'm not going to tell you or something like that. Basically just something that implied that he actually knows and just wasn't going to say anything about it. And so from the audience, I shouted out, does that mean you finally know? And he's like, the director of the thing, of course I know. (laughs) So, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. yeah, where they end up going with the Clone Wars and finishing that off. And, also and again, if any of those characters make it into any of the new live-action stuff. 
Yeah. Also, that that quote where he says, "Right down to the last one." So does that mean they're they have a stopping point that they know of already? That as far as the very last episode, I mean, they said they know Ahsoka's fate, but regarding where he says, "Right down to the last one," it kind of makes you believe that they know where the, where the end game is, where how many seasons are left. Of course, they're not going to tell us, but it seems like yeah, they yeah. Know when the show's over now. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even really. Uh necessarily pick up on that because I was thinking, you know, maybe something will happen to Ahsoka before the end of the show. Like, it might not necessarily be the series finale, but maybe it is. Yeah. Um, and again, we'll just have to wait and see, but... It, would, it makes sense, too, that... Where they end that. Yeah, it makes sense, too, for George not to officially retire and step down all that until he was done with Clone Wars because he was so involved with all the stories that go on with that show. He, you would know he'd want to be there for the very last one, so maybe he waited until they did have everything planned out for the last season and last episode until till he steps down. Since he did, maybe now that officially marks the end of Clone Wars that they know about, but we don't necessarily know about yet. So, right, right. Yeah, that's a good point, too, because, um, I mean, even before this whole deal went down, it seems like for months George Lucas has been saying, like, oh, I'm retiring, I'm moving on, I'm moving away from the big company, and I'm like... No, you're not, because you're still helping them come up with ideas for Clone Wars. Yeah. And it's like, once you're completely removed from Star Wars, then I'll believe that you've retired. Um, and at this point, yeah, it definitely seems like... I mean, he said something like he was going to still be you know, a creative consultant or a story consultant or something like that on the new movies, but it definitely seems like he's kind of handing everything off to everybody else. And so, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's done kind of coming up with stories for the rest of Clone Wars, and if they do have, like, an endgame that they're working towards now. I mean, obviously, the endgame the whole time has been Revenge of the Sith, and they're moving closer and closer to that, but uh, if they do have sort of an idea in mind of how they're going to end the show, that would definitely be interesting to... uh, Well, I mean, we're going to see it either way, but we'll just kind of have to see how that goes and how they move forward with that and what happens to Ahsoka and all that good stuff. One thing that has me hopeful that it's at least maybe... Uh, two two more seasons. Then that uh, Celebration Six, Dave Filoni told a story where he was just walking outside the convention center, talking to fans, and then he actually got a phone call from George outside for <laughs> that celebration, giving him ideas for a new story he had for an episode. So hopefully that's pretty far out where it could be another two seasons. So. <laughs> yeah, no, it, they de- they definitely uh, kind of dropped some hints at Celebration Six that they were working on a season six as well. So uh, you know, I'm thinking six or maybe seven seasons is a good length to go. Yeah. I was kind of thinking um, because I don't want to. I don't want to keep going forever because I want to know how it ends and how it ties into Re- Revenge of the Sith. But yeah, one thing I was thinking of before seven, eight, nine got announced that maybe the plan is six to kind of go with the six movies, have six seasons of the Clone Wars, which kind of makes sense as a ending point for the series with number six. So. Yeah, yeah. See, I was thinking that would kind of be poetic, I guess. But yeah. Now, like, I hope they don't go nine seasons now. Yeah, it's like you said. Part of me wants it to go as long as. It can, but at the same time, too, you do want to see how it all wraps up and ends with the Sogan and the whole Clone Wars uh, timelines and how it fits with Revenge of the Sith. So, yeah, it's kind of like a good and bad thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, you said you read that Timothy Zahn article as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, now what did he have to say about the whole, uh, you know, continuing story and the EU and all that kind of stuff? It pretty much says that he doesn't know anything how it's going to be. He just says that he's really interested to see where he's going to go with it and that it's pretty much he's fine if Lucas doesn't do anything regarding the Thrawn trilogy or any of his characters. He said it's his universe, and he can do what he wants. If he wants to ignore the books and comics, he has all the right in the world to do that. 
But he also kind of said what he'd like to see is more of a family relationship in Star Wars. I mean, you kind of think that already does, but kind of more of an interaction between, like, a father or son or a mother and daughter, something like that, where you actually see that on screen. Because you really don't get that sense with Luke and Darth Vader until Return of the Jedi. So right. that's, that's one thing he said. He wants to see more of a family-oriented, uh, character-driven story than this new trilogy. Yeah, I think that would be really interesting to see, too, just because, I mean, again, they're not necessarily going to be tied down to the existing EU material, but I know in a lot of the EU stuff, you know, Luke gets married and has a son, Han and Leia get married and they have kids. Yep. And it would be interesting to, you know, for once see somewhat of a functional family dynamic. Um, you know, we've seen families before. We've seen, um, you know, Anakin with his mom and Luke with Vader, but those were sort of, I mean, Anakin with his mom was pretty short and she died and that sort of turned him towards, started turning him towards the dark side. And then with Luke and Vader, obviously they're fighting each other and then sort of reconcile at the end. But it would be interesting to see something like Han and Leia with their kids or maybe Luke training his son as a Jedi or something like that. Yeah, I know how we talked about too, how we're not sure, well, it pretty much says they're not going to pretty much use anything from the EU as far as story-wise. But I think it would be kind of cool to see if they took certain characters from the EU, like maybe the kids, the solo kids, and Luke's son, Ben, but not necessarily use the same story, but just have those characters in there. Right, right, or even maybe not even exactly the same characters, but just sort of the same idea that maybe yeah. Han and Leia get married and have a kid. It wouldn't even have to be Jason and Jaina, but it could be you know somebody else. But just that idea that we get to see those family relationships sort of developed and continued in the next uh, next trilogy. And, I mean, even with some of the story rumors that have been flying around, there have been people saying, you know, it's going to take place way after, and there's going to be, like, some female character named Skywalker who's, you know, maybe a Jedi or maybe not, I don't know. But, you know, that would definitely be sort of a continuation of the Anakin and Luke, the sort of Skywalker family legacy in Star Wars. Yeah, and you're already hearing, like, some contradictory reports on the time frame, because you got some saying uh, it'll be 50 years after Return of the Jedi, and some are saying, oh, it'll be way beyond that. And then some are saying, like, yeah, Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher will all be in it, but then you got some saying, no, it's going to be way after that. So it's, like, still way too early to tell and start thinking of what the actual storyline's going to be, so... Right, right. So, I mean, again, we're reporting on all these little news tidbits and rumors that come out, but at the same time, we're sort of taking all that with a grain of salt and just waiting for anything official. But it's sort of fun to just talk about and speculate while we wait. So Yeah, definitely. It's also good to see the fan posters coming back again. I mean, that was always something I liked seeing when, before Episode 1 came out, all these fake or fan posters would take different images to make them into the official posters. I always think those oh, are really yeah. cool. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure that's going to be even bigger now just because, you know, with the yeah. way stuff spreads on the Internet and the access with technology people have now with, you know, Photoshop and all that kind of stuff, it's going to be, you know, definitely uh, going to have a big Internet following for the next three years. Oh, yeah. and that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, aside from that, we've got Carrie Fisher said she would, you know, be interested in coming back and playing Leia again which I'm not sure if I mentioned that on the last episode or not, but we already heard her say that at Celebration 6. Uh, you know, we were right there in the big theater hearing her get interviewed by James Arnold Taylor, and I think it was a fan question at the end of the panel that somebody asked her, you know, if they ever made an Episode 7, would you come back and play Leia? And she was like, heck yeah. Um, and then, uh, like you said, we had Mark Hamill 
uh, was sort of another one of the news bits that came out right after we recorded our last episode. There was a big interview with him about his reaction to episode seven and, um, you know, Lucas selling the company to Disney and all that. And he kind of sounded like he had mixed feelings on it, but also it sounded like he and Carrie Fisher knew a while ago that George had brought them in and told him, Hey, I'm going to make another one. So, and maybe that means he's asking them to be in it. Maybe not. We don't know. Again, we'll just have to wait and see, but, uh, you know, definitely some interesting developments. Uh, same with Jeremy Bullock. He said, you know, he's excited about it and thought it would be uh, fun to go back and do more of the story after episode seven. And then we have an article from, um, where they interviewed George Lucas and uh, just sort of some, some final thoughts from him where he was saying that uh, he is kind of sad about uh, selling the company and letting go of Star Wars and Lucasfilm. And it's been, you know, something he's been working on for like 40 years of his life. And, I mean, if you think about it, yeah, he's done Indiana Jones, but he didn't direct that. He was the producer and kind of came up with the story with Spielberg. And, um, yeah, that was more of like a collaborative thing. And he's produced and written some other films. But really, I mean, everybody knows him for Star Wars, and it's sort of been his life's work. And so he was like, yeah, obviously I'm a little bit sort of sad to let it go and hand it off to somebody else, and I'd like to keep working on it because I'm such a control freak and I want to um, sort of have my hands on it all the time, but at the same time, he's just ready to move on to other stuff and, uh, you know, leave it with people that he trusts and let somebody else take over and uh, move it forward into the future. So, uh, you know, interesting to get some final thoughts from him on that. I mean, obviously, you know, if you think about it, it can't be that easy to let it go. Um, and I'm sure this wasn't an easy, easy decision for him. Yeah, no way. I mean, even as we as fans kind of felt that, like it was sad to see George, Gonna sell the franchise to someone else where it's not in his hands. So if we felt that way. Imagine how hard it was for him. Like you said, he's a control freak, so it must have been a big time difficult decision for him to finally come to the conclusion that it was time to let the franchise go. I'm sure it's going to be weird for him to, I don't know how often he's going to be on the set for episode seven, but to see, I guess, the footage that comes in and how it's all turning out without him being fully involved in it. So sure it's going to be a whole new experience for him as well. Yeah, and I mean, I did read another article, I think it was last week, you know, right after the big news came out, like before we even recorded our first episode, but he was saying he was kind of excited to get to watch it as a fan now and not have to worry about, you know, all the challenges of making it and just get to sit back and watch it. But at the same time, yeah, it can't be easy to, you know, take something you've worked on for so long and just hand it off and let somebody else make it, and you just got to trust that they're going to do a good job with it. Yeah, because... I think it was last year, last January, before Red Tails came out, he was doing an interview with Oprah where he says that um, he never got to experience Star Wars, as far as, like, maybe the whole phenomenon of it. And now this might be his chance, well, it's not exactly the same as it was in 77, but his chance to kind of take it from the outside in instead of being the one to make it. But he'll see it kind of more as, like, normal fans do now for this new trilogy. So I'm sure yeah. he's going to be looking forward to that, too. Right, yeah, for sure. I'm kind of the other way around because I'm thinking now, you know, once the new movies come out, I'll be done with film school. I'm like, I've just been a fan my whole life. Now I get a chance where I could maybe actually work on it if I get lucky. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to imagine just, you know, George Lucas sitting there in a movie theater watching Star Wars, wondering how the story's going to go. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be his own movie theater room, but still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, so anyway, that's pretty much all the news we've got to cover for this week. Um, again, just kind of more rumors and speculation, but just a lot of talk going on. And we wanted to 
get back to you guys with another episode sooner rather than later, kind of uh, do a follow-up to our first episode, which a lot of you downloaded, by the way, so uh, thank you for listening. We hope you guys enjoy it. Um, and, you know, feel free to send us feedback, like write us a review on iTunes or leave us comments on our Facebook page. We've got a Facebook page and a Twitter page now. So you can reach us on Facebook. Just uh, look up Star Wars The Saga Continues and you'll find our Facebook page. Or you can follow us on Twitter at, at Star Wars TSC. And, uh, or you can send us an email, Kyle at CloneWarsPodcast.com or Tim at CloneWarsPodcast.com. Um, eventually we might set up separate email addresses just for this podcast as well, but you can read us there for now. Uh, but yeah, we got what, like 550 downloads our first week. So pretty good numbers. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks everyone. Yeah. And, uh, we've got some people uh, liking our Facebook page and following us on Twitter and stuff like that. So keep that up. Um, again, you know, get in touch with us. If you've got feedback about the podcast, you know, thoughts that you want to share, questions, comments, any of that good stuff, let us know. Um, it's always great to hear from you guys, and especially as a new podcast, you know, we'll take all the feedback, constructive criticism, praise, whatever, you know, send it our way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, Tim, we uh, got anything else to cover for this week? No, I think that should do it. I'm sure (laughs) we'll get more news soon, as this doesn't seem like this uh, big announcement slowing down anytime soon. Uh, It's probably going to be, we'll probably be a little dead period, but... I think for the next two years, it's going to be information coming, rumors coming that's not all going to be true, but still fun to pay attention to and to speculate. Yeah, yeah. All part of the fun waiting for the release to come out. Yeah, obviously, I don't know the Internet all that well because I thought we were just going to get this big announcement and then it was just going to kind of be a lull until we heard anything official. But, no, it's, (laughs) you know, the Internet's been on fire the past week with rumors and speculation and, you know, it's going to be about this, it's going to be about that, this person's directing it, that person's directing it, so... We'll keep following that and uh, keep you guys posted on the most interesting bits. Um, and you can, like I said, you can follow our Twitter page for that. Uh, kind of what we're going to do is Tim's going to mostly run our, our Twitter account and uh, sort of post these updates as they happen. And, you know, as everybody else is talking about them, we'll just throw those out on Twitter and then uh, record an episode. Again, it kind of depends on how much news there is as to how frequently we record, but maybe every week, maybe every couple weeks, probably at least once a month, we'll do a podcast episode and sort of recap everything that's been going on, but you can kind of stay up to the moment with it on the Twitter page, and then I'll be mostly running the Facebook page uh, just to sort of interact with you guys, and I'll let you know when we're posting new episodes, and, uh, you know, you can, like I said, post your thoughts there to, um, you know, let us know what you think of the podcast, ask us questions, anything like that. So that's pretty much it for this week. Um, thanks again, guys, for listening. Uh, you know, tell your friends about it, share it online, whatever, you know, keep tuning in to hear all the latest Star Wars updates. And until next time, may the Force be with you, and we will be back next time. See you, everyone.